Joining us now in our studios is Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martig. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Great. Great. Thank you so much for coming in. City Council meeting last night. Um, I didn't, boy, it seems like summer. You, you have a regular <laughs> meeting, but it wasn't all that that heavy with a lot of big items that uh, sometimes that you have. So uh, are you it's almost me? like a nice summer-like <laughs> breath of fresh air. Is almost like a vacation. No, <laughs> we were just incredibly efficient. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let's get a let's let's talk about the uh, charter amendment that. Um, yeah. That was the first thing on the uh, consent agenda. We talked a little bit about that uh, charter amendment before regarding the hospital. Can we uh, just update people on where that's at? Did it take effect now or... Yes, so last night was the summary publication. The council approved the summary publication really technically after uh, they officially voted for in favor of the second reading of that charter amendment. It's section 14.2 of the Northfield City Charter. And really, the amendment allows but doesn't require for the appointment to, uh, of up to three board members who reside outside the city limits, but still within the Northfield School District. So that's just increasing uh, that number from two to three. It also allows but does not require an employee of the Northfield Hospital and Clinics uh, to be able to serve on the hospital board. And it gives that sort of professional, sort of within the organization and level of understanding of what's happening, an actual seat right there at the board table when the board is considering really strategic implementation of how to move forward. And as we all know and understand, our hospital is doing a fantastic job and uh, just so appreciate uh, their service to our community and really as a regional hospital center. And uh, they've made such important uh moves in the past that has set them up for success today and part of that is making sure that we've got the best board members seated around that table and so this just gives us a little bit more flexibility in who we can bring on to that board so in the past i believe we we, have you not had uh say doctors on that uh board before or anybody uh employees uh any type of administrator or anything on the board not employees okay. of the actual uh, hospital and clinics. Okay. And uh, you, we have had, but the number of people that you can choose from because of this restriction mm-hmm. is very, very small, which creates some difficulty in terms of finding people that are in the right stage of their career, their family life, uh, that they also still live within the Northfield city limits or within the school district so that we can actually bring them on to serve on the hospital board. So there's some overlapping uh, kind of restrictions, I would say, with that, that sometimes cancel one another out. You might have a great person that could serve, but they're outside the school district, or you've already met your max of two people. Now Mm -hmm. it increases uh, the number of people that can live outside the city limits. So a lot of people don't know or understand uh, kind of the difficulties that – that has caused with being able to bring the best talent on the board. Our board has done a fantastic job, and I'm just so appreciative. So this just gives a little extra flexibility. All right. Uh, once again, we're talking with Mayor Pownell and City Administrator Martig about last night's council meeting. Uh, you had uh, uh, you considered a uh, budget amendment and also accepting bids and awarding a contract regarding the uh, City Hall. 
some safety concerns? Have there been issues with that, or is this uh, explain? Yeah, it's it's been a work in the a continual work in progress. I mm-hmm. guess at City Hall, I came in twenty sixteen, and there had been some work. I think maybe a couple of years before <laughs> I had been there on City Hall, um, following some <clears throat> national and uh, state events uh, related to. Um, active shooters that we had in some council chambers uh, across the country and in the state. We had had some additional conversation and done some additional minor uh, improvements within the council chambers, but I would say the city hall is a repurposed school building, uh, has had some pretty major remodeling, but continues to be an area that we kind of chip away at, I guess, with the city to continue to make enhancements to. And um, so this uh, was a continuation of that discussion that we've been t- continuing to take a look at. Certainly COVID happened and probably forced us to look at some other things during that time. The measures include things like added door controls, remodeling of our workspace, some of the workspaces. We have some areas where we'll have internal vestibules where you come into a waiting area, so having clear separation of staff and public uh, work areas. And then we also have some enhancements, I would say, to customer service experiences. So like on the main level, kind of in the center where community development uh, department is, we're going to have kind of an open uh, area where the, there'll be kind of a roll-up window information desk there too, where you often, we don't have kind of clear service desk where you come in. And so you often have people kind of confused where they're going. Um, I often have people wander to the upstairs and then I, in the hallway and I have to bring them back downstairs because <laughs> they missed the <laughs> office. So hopefully okay. some of these um, even wayfinding things that we're doing by the way that we're doing some of the improvements will help that experience to make it more intuitive to kind of find your way around to the different offices. Um, we also are doing some just aesthetic enhancements again kind of with that customer service experience with some new tiling to go over the existing tile. We didn't remove it to try and some, save some cost at least at this point. Um, we're still costing some of that out but there's asbestos in some of the underlying tiles so we are looking at mm-hmm. um just going over the top of that potentially related to to the tiling but um the cost uh, uh the total cost it's a it's a big investment so it's a little over eight hundred thousand dollars we did get seven competitive bids though um prices are a little higher than we expected and we knew that could be coming with the current market conditions um but we do feel that with that number of bids it certainly was competitive to do that and um the uh we are uh, uh basically using some reserve cash reserve funds that we had to to finance the project so we'll be looking at doing that in the upcoming year one of the spaces too that's a it's going to be a change is rice county is um in our is on the second level right now and we're looking at relocating our communications basically shifting some of our offices around our it supports basically within a server room <laughs> So our staffing mm-hmm. is kind of in a storage <coughs> facility. They'll move into the existing uh, uh, um, communications and, and, um, and human resources department, and then that department will move over to that Rice County space. And the Rice County board is looking at moving um, the, um, uh, the Rice County facilities over to the NCRC building where there's some space opened up by the shifting of the school district around. Mm-hmm. So we think that's a good complementary uh, location for their customers to, to, to help service those needs. So a long time in the works, I guess, and did require a budget amendment, but um, uh, basically uh, move forward with the city council last night. So that, uh, as far as the budget goes, will that be uh, charged to the 2021 cycle or is that going to be 2022 that fiscal year yeah so the city council made the amendment for this year's budget this year. yeah okay. and if it carries over into the new year because we we don't know exactly how long some of the 
um, materials might take. We know that some things like electronic component, components of our doors might be backed up. So sometimes the council does a budget amendment this year. If it carries into the new year, we basically do an accounting adjustment to continue that forward is kind of how it works, Jeff. But okay. I would say it's it's likely that we'll have the work into the new year on uh, some of the facility improvements. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about the wastewater treatment facility. A few years ago, we had quite a bit of trouble on just a, a run of about six, eight months of bad things happening there. All taken care of now. And uh, the as far as the... Uh, the fire claim it was uh, closed out uh, mm-hmm. last night with the uh, League of uh, Minnesota Cities Insurance Carrier. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yep, LMCIT for short, right? And that's um, the LMCIT really insures almost. Uh, well, they insure over a thousand different governmental entities. And they cover almost all cities within the state of Minnesota, and uh, have been working diligently with the city to cover the costs of uh, the insurance claim for this. The total biosolids replacement project was $7.4 million, of which the city paid $2.14 million for the equipment and its upgrades. So we were last night, um, well, there was a small adjustment, I think, an agreement last night that the council voted on last night, but the city was reimbursed a total of $5.26 million for the biosolids fire claim. And I think that just really significant amount of improvements that were made out there at the wastewater treatment plant and really important um, due diligence, right, to ensure that we keep that plant up to standards, right? And this gave, it was an unfortunate situation that gave us the opportunity to advance the upgrades that were already planned in our capital improvement plan for the wastewater treatment plant. So... Overall, I would say it was a, what do you call that, uh, an unfortunate circumstance that brought forward uh, just really some important improvements that needed to happen out there. And uh, I'll let uh, Ben get into yeah. maybe some more details of what happened. Yeah, let's talk about the, uh, first of all, the improvements. Uh, as you had mentioned, they had been uh, spotted before the uh, the incidents uh, began back in 2018. Uh, where are we at right now? Have all of those improvements uh, been implemented? Are we now back up to uh, running 100% and it's going to be good to go for a while? Or do we still have some stuff left? Yes, to both of those, I guess mm-hmm. I would say is the... Um yeah, like, you, like the mayor had said, Jeff, and you kind of alluded to, that, that the biosolids project was actually planned to happen, um, and it was going to cost us more than ended up the city paid for its upgrade with the insurance. So I guess that's a little bit of the silver lining on that one. Um, along with some of the other incidents that we have, it did end up upgrading a lot of our facilities. Um, but as a you know aging wastewater plant, there's um, other things that we're continuing to look for. So we do have a new five-year capital plan. We basically had debts coming off of our initial plant um, project build. And so with that debt coming off um, and a number of these things that were in our five-year plan, we did a, the council authorized and initiated a new five-year capital planning just to see what's next. Are there other things to do? So there are some storage tank facility things that we talked about in some of our past uh, radio shows. The council got a review of that capital improvement plan. Really all those new capital improvements don't have anything to do with the past events. They're more forward-looking. Um, so it, it's going to allow us to have continue to have quality treatment and 
um, capacity into the future and so there are some new improvements the the good news though is is that um, because of that debt coming off and the other improvements really going to be very minor cost impacts to the ratepayer as it relates to um, the the residential utility bills uh, once again, Mayor Pownell is with us, along with City Administrator uh, Marty. Uh, let's move on. There was, um, you had a couple of other uh, resolutions uh, on the uh, regular agenda last night, establishing an American Rescue Plan Special Advisory Committee, mm-hmm. and also an update on the uh, strategic plan. Uh, tell us about those. So the American Rescue Plan uh, really was, as you said, that creation of that advisory committee. The council creates the committee, and then I'll bring bringing uh, forward some appointments, which will include three members of the city council at a later date, really to give guidance to the council and to work collaboratively with our city staff on really how best to utilize those dollars for our specific community. Community, uh, Communities all across the United States uh, experience the COVID pandemic in very different ways, affected their public health, Uh, The economic uh, stability of the community was felt very differently across the United States. Uh, We are a small community. We are very resilient, I would say. But we really need to, uh, that creation of the committee gave that opportunity for the council to get some guidance from a committee that will vet and really look at what specifically our city needs in terms of recovery. Mm Mm-hmm. And where you, you had mentioned as far as like budgeting the money and such, where, where does that money come from? Would you? I, I, I really am not understanding this really at all. What is what is this committee doing? <laughs> so <laughs> just high level, kind of like the CARES Act, where we got okay. the uh, federal funding, uh, a little over a million and a half, I think we got on, okay. on those funds. This is coming from the American Rescue Plan. Um, and this is the that one the that federal Biden, government yeah, acted yes. on. And a portion okay. of that money is going to what's called the Local Recovery Fund, which is being distributed to cities across the nation. So the money goes from the federal government to the because of the size of our town, it goes from the federal government to the state, and then the state's going to be sending us the two point three million dollars in two different disbursements, basically. And we haven't received okay. the first one yet, but we know it's coming. Um, it's pretty wide open, like the mayor said on the uses, but it's really all about. You know, responding to the pandemic, coming out economically strong and trying to, you know, rebound our our communities and moving forward, um, you know, out of the pandemic impacts that we've had to our community and really gives a lot of discretion locally. And our council are the policymakers who decide how to best use those dollars. And they are going to be looking to get some input on that. And the mayor um, will be coming up with it. But it's, it's basically the federal dollars that are coming down here to us locally. All right. Uh, got it now. I do understand it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, well, making sense yeah. out of mishmash, right? <laughs> well, uh, the federal government gets involved. It's <laughs> not always a lot of sense-making sense stuff. Uh, let's talk about the strategic plan. What uh, You worked on that a little bit last night. Was that on in regards to basically the budget and where that money is going to be going to? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> right? And, and, Uh, The council is entering, well, city staff have really been already in process of developing the 2022 budget. We just finished up our strategic plan, right, that really highlights that policy level direction. So now is this opportunity that we have as staff and as council to really make sure that our strategic plan 
is a part of that budget development process, right? They shouldn't be separate. They should be very closely aligned. Our budget should be helping us to move forward those initiatives and plans within the city. Wow, you have a great view out there on the street. We just had some really amazing antique cars go by. Maybe there's going to be a parade or something. Yeah, that's my job. It's a great job if you can get it. (laughs) Sorry, I diverted there. Sorry. But uh, the action plans uh, were what uh, Administrator Martig uh, brought forward and really was sharing and talking about with the council last night in regards to those all of those strategic initiatives. I think our last strategic plan had like 37 initiatives. This one has a few more, really far more focused, but then gives us an opportunity to really work together to ensure that we're getting those initiatives accomplished and sometimes there's there's budgetary implications for that and so that was that opportunity just one step in the budget development process uh, to deliberate together and talk about it all right we're out of time Thank you so much for coming in today. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> go, go out and play with the, the fancy cars. And <laughs> yes. those. I was focused on the mayor, so I didn't hear. I didn't see the cars go by. So, all right. Thanks for coming in. All right. yes, thank you. Thank you. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell, along with City Administrator Ben Marting. We've got uh, Rich back in. Tim with news and sports. That's all on the way. Northfield can.